Welcome to episode 15 of Armchair Donkeys. We have another special guest on the show this week for Wild Card Weekend. Super Bowl champion Shane Vereen is going to help us make some picks today. But before we get into that, Bob, I got to say that I'm still a little salty about that pick six by Georgia that ruined our teaser on Monday night. Man, that was some bullshit, wasn't it? I mean, (laughs) you know, uh, I'm not surprised that Georgia won the game. I I can't believe that they got over – you know, plus nine and plus 10 by taking that thing to the house. And how the hell did anybody track that guy down and tackle him? <laughs> yeah, so, so, so Shane, just to bring you up to speed, we had K-State to beat LSU, uh, who started a wide receiver at quarterback, teased with Alabama plus 10 in the natty. And it was the first time all season that I called a lock on something. Yeah, that, that didn't hit. Uh, <laughs> now, now the good news is we only lost one follower. Whoever you are out there, man, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, pick, pick six or a sack, a sack fumble with 60 seconds left in the game was the only thing that kills that bet. Um, <laughs> now the the NFL has had some crazy finishes this season. Shane, you played on the biggest stage in one of the craziest finishes in football history. Yeah. Let's take you back to February 1st, 2015, Glendale, Arizona. Your Patriots yeah, are on top of the Seattle Seahawks, 28-24. Fellow Cal Bear alum Marshawn Lynch has just taken the first down handoff to the one-yard line with 26 seconds on the, lo- on the clock. Walk us uh, through where you are on the sideline, who you're with, and what's going through your mind. Wow. Yeah. Um, scary memories, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, so... Around that time, so I was sitting on the sideline um, next to with the running backs, uh, with actually next to my running back coach, uh, just because after the Jermaine curse catch, which happened to play before that, that that wild catch, for I was thinking in my head, okay, let's assume they score. Um, how much? I was trying to figure out, you know, how much time we're going to have on the clock um, after the kickoff, uh, what yard line we'd probably be on, and what couple plays. Um, we were most likely going to run, assuming that we would probably end up, I factored in my head anywhere from 13, from 12 to 15 seconds that we would have on the clock um, on the ensuing kickoff and then figuring out how many, you know, chunks we need to get and to get, to get into, um, I think we still had one timeout left, but to get into field goal range. So my mind was kind of racing uh, going through that. But the funny thing is after the, um, after he ran it down to the one, I just kind of just put my hand, my head in between my hands, and I was just <laughs> staring at the ground like, "This is unbelievable! I can't believe Jermaine Curse just made that catch." Uh, my rookie year, we lost to the Giants with the Manningham catch down the sideline, mm-hmm. which, which was beautiful. Um, we lost that game, and I'm like, "This is my second Super Bowl, and we're gonna lose again on like an amazing catch. Like this sucks." And then so I'm looking down on the down at the ground still thinking like okay we got a shot we got a shot we got time we always got a shot right um but this one's probably and then all of a sudden i just hear like the crowd and my and the sidelines go crazy and i'm like what the hell is going on so then i look up at the at the jumbotron and they're showing the replay and i'm like oh my god and i threw my <laughs> shit everywhere and i just started jumping around and started running and then um and then i realized okay interception uh i probably need to find my helmet because we, we gotta go get back, get back on the field there's still time on the clock uh so yeah so but so to be honest i didn't even see the malcolm butler interception because i was just in my own world <laughs> 
that's that's crazy, man. So you made it the year before, and that was the last time that you made it. So if, if he doesn't have that pick, yeah. you don't get your, you don't get your ring. I get no ring. Yeah. <laughs> wow, man, absolutely. That's crazy. Yeah, and the crazy thing is, is like that was second down. So he had like if he would have made a great play and knocked it down, um, they they you know they still would have had two more chances at yeah. it. Like yeah. the only play to make to absolutely secure our win was an interception in that moment. Uh, you know, I always I have my defenses back and, you know, they probably could have stopped Marshawn three, four times, whatever. But at the same time, like that was the only way to secure the game on that play. And that, that was a, was he a free agent or, or a undrafted yeah. free agent? Yeah. Undra undrafted rookie. Um, yeah. <laughs> we, he earned the nickname strap uh, pre, uh, during camp because he would just strap up all the receivers um so that's how so that's how uh yeah that's how malk got it got his nickname strap i love it man uh now your boy jules uh just traded a social media post to win bet for a one hundred thousand dollar free roll on the bucks to win the nfc and the pats to win the afc if that bet hits edelman's payout is five hundred and forty six thousand dollars <laughs> let's let's talk about what he's betting on here tom and bill have the most experience of any quarterback or coach in the playoff field by a lot. What makes those two so special this time of year, Shane? Well, they, they understand the severity of, of every rep in practice. They understand the severity of every day of preparation. Um, they understand how hard it is because they've lost so many times as well as one um, in the playoffs. Um, they understand the feeling of being that close and, when, when you understand those things, I feel like, you know, your preparation is different. Uh, your mentality going into the game is, is more focused. Um, you know, it, 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 the stage, every step of the playoffs, there's more reporters on the sideline. There's the, the stands are a little bit more full. They're a little, not more full, but they're louder. Uh, there's more cameras. There, there, there's more attention every way you go. And for a lot of teams, if you've never really experienced that, it can seem too big for you. Um, the one one thing that we did well in New England when I was there is that we didn't care. Like we didn't. We were so focused and on our preparation, so focused on our keys and what we had to do just to win the game um, that I never really. You know, we're running out in the tunnel in the Super Bowl, and I'm looking around like this is this is amazing. And then as soon as I get to our sideline, I'm like, okay, lock in, time to go. You know, it, it's that mental strength, that mental fortitude that you understand how serious and how big the situation is, and what you need to do to get it done. But it's never too big for you because you're always prepared. Makes sense. You know, we always say on the show that rule number one is that uh, we don't bet with our heart, uh, <laughs> but. I'm drinking the same Kool-Aid as, as Edelman. I've got future bets on the Bucks and the Pats okay. to win the Super Bowl. Um, you put a hundred thousand on it? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, I, I, if I had that kind of dough, yeah, yeah. I'd take a shot. Why okay. Not? <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, you know, with with that, let's get into it, Shane. Uh, your New England Patriots are a four-point underdog in Buffalo. The over/under in this game is forty-four and a half points. All right. So they typically, um, typically they give you three for the home team, right? So if let's let's just take that away, and and so realistically, if it was a neutral site, Buffalo would be a one point underdog, right? I would take 
Buffalo money line. If uh, if that was me, um, or I would take the Pats to cover. On the four points. Yeah, I, yeah, I would probably lean more towards Pats covering because I kind of think they can go win. Um, I don't think they will, but I, but I, but it's pop. It's definitely possible. Um, and then what was the other one you said? Uh, over under is forty four and a half points. Over. Over forty four and a half. I'm not com- I'm not confident <laughs> in it. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Last okay, last week's game, the Jets were in Buffalo and it was cold and snowy a little bit. Um I don't know what the you, forecast you got, is. You got, you got, it's supposed uh, to be like zero. For single that, digit that temperatures. That's that's not that see the, the, the temperature see the temperature doesn't matter, right? Once you get below once you get below like 25 degrees it's it's cold as shit and it like that's my th- when i would look at the thermometer if it was like le- less than 20 i didn't even look at it i don't care it's like it's gonna feel the same it all sucks yeah. under there okay um the good thing about the cold is like as you know from colorado like their gloves get are like sticky you know so it's not the worst thing now if there's wind and if there's snow that's the factor for the under if none of that's a factor i'm taking it over Bob, what do you see in here? Um, I mean, I, I don't, I don't really like it for my own personal opinion of betting it, but as just a, a football fan, and I know we have our own little side deal, Bo, because you're in love with the Patriots. But um, I think at home, I think Buffalo wins this game. Um, I think it'll be close, but you know, this is the third time they've played um, this year, and I just think. Uh, not, not that the situation's too big for Mac Jones because he's been in a lot of them, but I just think um, the Bills have a, have more talent and Josh Allen's just a flat out better player and uh, better quarterback than Mac Jones is. So I'm not going to bet it, but I think the Bills win the game. You know, you're you're not wrong too, the way, especially the way that Josh Allen played this uh, in New England a few weeks ago. He was unbelievable in that game against yeah. New England. You know. I agree with you guys. I agree that Josh Allen is a problem. I'm telling you right now that this will be the Patriots game plan going into this game. You got nine degree temperature. Game one was windy as shit. The the Bills are more of a finesse team. The way you beat this Bills team is you pound the rock, you control the you control the clock, you control the ball. You keep his ass cold and on the sideline. <laughs> in the yeah. front I mean, what, what's what's the best what's the best defense? A running game, a running game and ball control is a best defense because it makes it difficult for a quarterback to get into a rhythm. Factor in nine degree temperatures, and it's not going to be fun sitting there watch the Pats go on 15, 16 play drives. Now, if they can if they can close those drives out and get touchdowns rather than field goals, I think they can win this game. In the first game. Um, the Bills got a heavy dose of, of Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. The second game, Ramondre Stevenson didn't play. He's a 227-pound running back with feet. He's not going to be fun to tackle at all for those linebackers in the, and those D linemen in this nine-degree temperature. I mean, he's not fun to tackle when it's when it's 70 degrees out, let alone nine degrees. So that's, I think, the key to the Pats win uh, to winning this game. I think that that Belichick will go in there with a strong game plan. And uh, I'm looking for, for McDaniel to dial up one or two throws um, with Mac Jones. 
in, uh, in, in important uh, situations in that game to find a way to get this thing done. I'm, I'm taking uh, Pats on the money line in this game. I like it. I like it. Another thing also that, 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 I'm, that I'm thinking about in, in reference to this game is the way the Pats defense played against the Bills at home was pretty ugly. They could not get off the field on third down to save their lives. And if I know Bill Belichick, if I know the Patriots defense, it's not going to they're going to make significant adjustments. And this is going to be a good game. Um you know, I don't I, I hope it's not a defensive battle because it's more fun when it's not a defensive battle to watch. But um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised. Um, the, def- the offensive coordinator for Buffalo, uh, Brian Dayball, was actually a, uh, a tight ends coach when I was with the Patriots. So he knows the Patriots pretty well. Everybody knows each other. Well, this is going to be a good matchup, especially, you know, the third time this season. And each game, the first this season was different. The first game was completely different from anything we've ever seen. And then the second game, it was kind of like Buffalo just had their way. Um, so looking for adjustments defensively for Patri- for the Patriots and something offensively because their offense actually didn't play well in the second game either. Well, you got you're a running back. How big of a difference is it when you've got one one A list back versus two A list backs to throw at a defense? You know, it's you, yeah. Yeah, that, that should be a big difference, especially considering they're going to want to control the clock with that running game and keep that Bills offense on the, on the sideline. You're 100 percent correct. 100 percent. All right, Bob, let's go to Cincinnati where the Bengals are a five and a half point favorite over the Las Vegas Raiders. The over under in this game is forty nine and a half. Yeah, so I, I like two things right now in this game. I, I think, number one, there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, and I'm a big fan of both these these guys under center. Um, so I think they're going to put up a lot of points, but I'm, I, I love the way that, that Derek Carr has played this whole season. And I love the way he's led that team through all their adversity, all the crap they've had to deal with um, on and off the field uh, in this season. So I, I think the over is a good bet to start, but I also like taking the Raiders and the points in this game. I think it'll be pretty close. I think the Raiders have kept almost every game they've been in close um, cause they can score points and they hang around and they, and they keep it interesting. Um, and, you know, not to say the Raiders are going to win this game, but I think it'll be within that number. So I, I like the over and, uh, the five and a half right now that the Raiders are getting. Shane. I like the over, uh, um, yeah, I like, I like the over. I, I'm not impressed with either team's defenses as much as I'm impressed with their offensive, uh, prowess. Oakland, a couple weeks ago, traveling to Indy in a big game that Indianapolis needed to win to go to to clinch a playoff spot. They showed up and they won. Um, They've won a lot of close games. Derek Carr has been great in the fourth quarter, not turning the ball over and making plays offensively. Um, You got to trust the kicker. He's made a lot of game-winning field goals this year. Um, I like Oakland money line. Oakland to win it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You know, I'll say this two weeks ago, if you told me the Raiders were going to beat the Colts and the chargers to get in the playoffs and the chargers and the Colts were going to be left on the outside. <laughs> right. I, yeah. I would have told, I'd have told you no chance in hell. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, this Raiders team, they've been plagued with controversy all year. John, the John Gruden firing uh, the Henry Ruggs accident. And then the organization loses John Madden, which I think, was a wake-up call for this team. They've got Waller back. 
Zay Jones has come on strong and has been running wide open downfield the last two weeks. Max Crosby is a problem on defense, uh, although they did lose Darius Phylon, who was playing really well in that Chargers game. He's, he's on the IR. And starting nose tackle Jonathan Hankins has not practiced uh, yet this week. I think that could spell problems for the interior of that Raiders defense. And if they can't stop Joe Mixon, which they couldn't in the first meeting, they're going to have problems in this game because Crosby and the D-line are going to be forced to play run. And then when the Bengals decide to throw it, Burrow's going to be able to, to stand back there and, and get it done. In my opinion, uh, Derek, High, uh, Derek Carr is a Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. Uh, he missed a bunch of throws in, in the game against the uh, Chargers with guys that were really one running wide open downfield. If he makes those throws in this game, I think the Raiders have a chance to win. Um, if he's not making those throws, I think it could be a long day uh, for the Raiders because, you know, you guys are both calling over in a, in a potential shootout here with subpar defenses. I think Burrow's going to make the throws. Uh, the question is, is which Derek Carr are we going to get in this game? And I think that's going to be the X factor. You know, I think um, a, a good solution for, for Oakland would be to run the ball with Josh Jacobs because uh, uh, Cincinnati can't stop the run. So. Yeah, that's a good yeah, call. That's going to be interesting. All right, gents, let's jump to Tampa. The reigning Super Bowl champs are an eight-and-a-half-point favorite against the Eagles. The over-under in this game is 49 points. Uh, you know, I, I like Jalen Hurts a lot, but I don't think he's ready for this yet. I know Brady lost Godwin and A.B., but he still has Gronk, Evans, and Fournette. I think that's plenty of firepower on offense, and don't be surprised – if there's some unsung heroes like Cameron Brait making big plays over the next couple of weeks. And the Bucks D gets Shaq Barrett and JPP back. Vita Vea just inked a four-year, $73 million extension, which should make him pretty happy gearing up for a deep playoff run. I think their defense rises to the occasion just like they did last year. And I don't love laying eight and a half points in this game, but I think uh, that uh, – Tampa wins the game, and I've got no problem putting this in a teaser at Tampa minus one and a half and throwing it, uh, throwing something else uh, that we'll talk about later on down the line with that. Shane, what do you see in, in, in this game with uh, your former quarterback? All right, tell me the numbers one more time. Eight and a half, but they're, they're, are Bucks they're minus eight, eight and a half. Bucks are minus eight and a half, and the over under is 49. I like, um, hmm. Levante David's back at practice. Leonard Fournette's back at practice. JPP, Shaq Barrett. I like the under, and I like, I'll take Bucks points. You're taking Bucks to cover the eight and a half, yeah. laying the eight and a half. Okay. Yeah, I think the defense is rested. They might be a little banged up, but I, I don't see, I don't see the, Philly doing enough offensively to really rattle an experienced defense like Tampa. Bob? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is not a game I, I, I'm going to bet, but uh, I don't like <laughs> I don't like giving up eight and a half, even though it is Brady. And, you know, I like I like your idea, Bo, of, you know, grabbing something and, and teasing it because um, I think the Bucks will win. But I just that eight and a half number scares me. I'm with you. I, I'm not touching eight and a half. I hate laying eight and a half points. Uh, if, if 
for some reason the Eagles go up by seven, we're down 15 and a half, and I'm having a panic. <laughs> <laughs> and you're live, you're live, you're live betting all sorts of shit to try to climb yeah. out of that hole. I mean, that, that's the other move. Wait, wait and see if that happens, and then maybe you can catch Tampa on a live line at like yeah. minus minus four or something. All right, Shane, take us to the Lone Star State, baby. The 49ers are a three-point underdog in Dallas. The over-under in this game is 50 and a half. Yeah, this is um, this is special for me because I grew up a 49ers fan and um, my mom grew up. My mom has always been a Cowboys fan, even though she says when I played, she wasn't a Cowboys fan. So uh, (laughs) so I grew up watching. um, Sorry if I'm blurry. I don't know what's going on with my camera, but um, sorry. um, What was I going to say? Oh, so growing up, I always saw uh, Cowboys Niners. Um, it was always, you know, that was like a big showdown for us, especially in our household. Uh, okay, say, give me the numbers one more time. Niners are a three-point underdog, and the over/under is fifty and a half. I like the over, the over for sure, and I like. Uh, I'll take. I'll take the Cowboys money line. Cowboys money line. Okay. Yeah. So so you're probably gonna it's probably gonna be like minus one forty for the Cowboys to win that game. Maybe one minus one forty five, somewhere around there. Hmm. Safe bet. I'm a safe better. I'm a safe better. All right. Bob, <laughs> what do you see in here? Uh I think this is gonna be a hell of a game. And uh I think the over's not a bad bet, but right now the way the 49ers are playing, uh Jimmy G's in the you know, when he's there and he's healthy, I I, I actually like the 49ers and the points in this game. Um, you know, I just haven't seen uh, – not that the Cow- – the Cowboys can be – obviously, we've seen them. They can be incredibly explosive. But there's also times where they look the complete opposite. So, um, I think it'll be tight. So, um, I-, I like the, the 49ers and the-, and the three right now. Uh, I'm with you, Bob. I think the 49ers have a great chance to win this game. I think it's going to be a similar game plan to what we're going to see from the Patriots in Buffalo. Ball control, pound the rock, heavy dose of the running game, eat up the clock, keep the Cowboys offense on the sideline out of out of rhythm. And again, it's one of those things where if they're going to if they're finishing drives with touchdowns, I think they're going to win. Now, if the Cowboys dictate the pace of this game and get the 49ers into a shootout, it's going to be a lot tougher for them. That said, I like Shanahan sticking to the game plan. I've got the 49ers plus three in this game. I also think we'll see some big plays out of Embo's guy, Kittle, in this one, (laughs) who who was quiet last weekend against the Rams. He was. Uh, I like teasing the 49ers to 10 points with the Bucs minus one and a half. Uh, and I'm probably going to take the 49ers on the money line uh, in this game. Ooh. Uh, that's that's a little bit of a heart bet. I'm going opposite of you, Shane, there. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know, man. I, Dak needs Dak has yet to prove himself in the playoffs. They've got tons of firepower. Uh, this will be, you know, can he get over that? I talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Can he get over the hump? and and t- make a deep run in the playoffs and i guess you know, it's gonna be a great game it's probably my favorite game on the slate for this weekend and and we'll see all right take us to kansas city bob the chiefs are a 12 and a half point favorite at home against the pittsburgh steelers 
in what will likely be the last game of Big Ben's career, the over-under in this game is 46 points. Um, you talk about laying eight and a half earlier. Um, I don't have – so right now, here, here's my reason of not wanting to lay 12 and a half on it. Because, number one, minus maybe two or three games, we haven't seen the Chiefs really be that explosive team that, we've, that we're used to. Um, the Steelers are rallying behind – Big Ben and they're grinding it out and they're keeping games close and they're running the ball well. And they're just, they, there's a lot of energy behind knowing that this is the end for him. So I'm going to take the, the Steelers and the 12 and a half points on the road in this game, because I think they're going to find a way. I'm not saying they're going to win, but I don't think they're going to lose by, you know, two touchdowns. I think they're going to keep it within that 12 and a half, just because these guys are playing for Ben and he's playing well, and they're and they're, this is where they can control the ball, right? Because they run it well, and 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 Watt on the defensive side of the ball, that he's going to wreak havoc on on Mahomes, in my opinion. So, um, I think I think the plus twelve and a half is a good bet right now with taking the Steelers. Shane, what are you seeing here? I see that the Steelers haven't found a defense in three years. Um, I see when I look at the Steelers, I remember Dalvin Cook having almost 200 yards in the first half. Um, they have played better as of late. Uh, they beat the Titans. That means something. They're playing for Ben. That means something. Um, it's playoff time and Patty Mahomes time. So <laughs> With that being said, uh, I'm going to take Kansas City points and the over. You're taking Kansas City to win by more than 12 and a half. Okay. Yes, sir. I think and it's oh, going to, I think it has the potential to be an onslaught. And it could be, it could be an onslaught there. And over 46 points. Uh, you know, as crazy as this sound, the Chiefs are banged up on offense. Uh, we don't know what Tyreek Hill's status is. Uh, Clyde Edward, Edwards Alaire. And, and Harris are both banged up. Um, Kelsey, I think, is a little banged up. He, he didn't really do much last weekend. They've got no running game at all, and I think that that defense is, is kind of middle of the road. I'm not going to touch this game because the Steelers are so unpredictable. They find ways to win games they shouldn't win, and then they get blown out the next week. Um, <laughs> so they're, they're another, like, like Derek Hyde is, or De Derek Carr is that Jekyll and Hyde quarterback. I think the Steelers are kind of that Jekyll and Hyde team. But you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if this was our Colts-Jags upset game this weekend where we wake up on Monday and we're like, how the, the Chiefs, how are the Chiefs no longer a part of these playoffs? Um. I have no, I just, my gut is just, I've got this gut feeling that like, yeah, it, it could be one of those weird, like who, who thought it could, who, who thought that the Jags were going to, like the, the Colts were going to the playoffs. Like, <laughs> there was no way the Colts yeah. were not making the playoffs. Right, right, right. And, and then, then they're not, they're not in it. Not only What's, are they not in it, they got blown out. Like, yeah, look at their it ass wasn't even, yeah. It wasn't even close. What's the money line number on the Steelers right now? I, I can't even find it. No, really? <laughs> I, can't even, I can't even get it, dude. Like, you, you got to go to Vegas to find that one because where I play, it's not even up. So, Man, you know what, Bo? Uh, but, but the Colts' I, money line wasn't up last week. Yeah. Well, I had it. I, I saw it at 1,100 at one point in time. 
Um, I mean, I, I'd throw a hundred bucks at this thing just to if it if it hits, walk with eleven hundred. That you know, shit. Anything yeah, can happen in this league. Anything yeah. can happen in this league. Yeah. You know. So uh, I, I see Bill Belichick. Side note is fifty five and twenty nine and one uh, when he's a uh, underdog. 55-29-1? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm loving that. Yeah. All right, guys, I'm going to close this out on a really cool addition uh, to these wild card playoffs with a Monday night game at SoFi this year. The Cardinals are a four-point underdog at the Rams. The over-under in this game is 49.5 points. Rams were absolutely paced by the Cardinals this season in SoFi earlier this year. Then the Rams went into Arizona and – got a seven-point win in the second matchup. Now, the personnel in both of those meetings looked very different for both teams, and these Cardinals are banged up. No Hopkins. James Connors, a question mark. J.J. Watt may play in this one, but it's unlikely that he'll be in any kind of playoff shape if he does. I think Kyler's going to get a Super Bowl ring at some point in his career, but he's shorthanded this one, and I just don't think that this year is his year. I like the Rams moving on to Tampa next weekend, and I think they cover the four points in this one. If you want a solid three-team teaser, I like the Rams plus three, the 49ers plus 10, and the Bucks minus one and a half. Bob, what are you seeing here? I'm with you, man. I've been saying it all year, even though they've been inconsistent. I think the Rams are the best team in the league. Um, and it's just a matter of what, what Matthew Stafford is going to show up. Is it the guy that's going to throw it into triple coverage when there's no re reason for him to chuck it down the field? Or is he going to play smart and protect the ball, let all those guys, talented guys they have on the defensive side of the ball, control the game and, and be a smart quarterback? If he does that, I think um, they, they make a good run. And I, I'm with you on giving up those points this weekend against the Cardinals. Shane? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Let me talk this out. I got. I got to talk it out. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is valuable information, people. All right, here we go. Um, Cardinals banged up, inconsistent late in the year. Rams, although they did lose to the Niners last week, have been a little bit more consistent team. They have gotten the Rams have gotten better um, in certain areas. Um, really, the only question mark for me with the Rams is Matthew Stafford. Um, given Sony Michelle's exper playoff experience, um, I like the Rams. I'm gonna take the under Rams points, under 49 and a half Rams minus four. Yep. All right, I, I like that. I like where your head's at. Under, under 49. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. Well, you know, Shane, thanks for joining us today. We've been uh, throwing around the idea of a donkey golf trip to Las Vegas somewhere. Hey. Around Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know you got a newborn and it's likely yeah. not in the cards, but if by oh, chance. I'll, I'll put it in the cards. <laughs> <laughs> I'll shuffle okay. the whole damn deck if I have to. <laughs> so if, if the lady gets you a 36-hour hall pass, it, it'd be great to see you drop another eagle from 170 yards out. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Bob, yeah. Did, I ever, did I ever tell you that story, Bob? No. Uh -uh. One of the greatest golf shots I've ever seen in person. <laughs> Par five, 170 70 yards out at Buffs for Life. Shane sinks the eagle and wins a weekend trip to play Pebble. 
Oh shit! Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Drake, Drake, it goes <laughs> and then big, big, and in, and we just yeah. took off running towards the hall. Yeah, yeah. It was insane. <laughs> the best golf shot I've ever had. I don't think uh, I'll ever. I don't think did, I'll ever match that. Did, did you cash in on that trip? Yeah. So me and my wife went on, for our one year anniversary, and uh, we played. We were there for three days. So we got to play two rounds of, or two days, three, two nights, three days, whatever it was. And we played Spyglass one day, then we played Pebble the next day. Um, completely worth it. It was that was because awesome. that, that was my first time up at Pebble and all that type of stuff. I was ter- I, we played terrible, but we had, we enjoyed it. It was fun. Just, just about the experience at that place. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please give us a follow at Armchair Donkeys to get our weekly plays in real time on our Instagram story and hit that YouTube subscribe button for show updates. Uh, Shane, I hope to see you at Buffalo Club next time. Yeah, baby. I'll be back. (laughs) Hey, I, I I might be out there around Super Bowl, so I'll let you know. It'll be a big weekend. It's going to be, I mean, when's the last time the bowl was in LA? So it should be pretty wild. Yeah. Bob, good luck this weekend. Hopefully it's a little better for us uh, than it was on Monday night. I hope so too, man. That was a, that was a definition of a bad beat right there, oh. the way that played out. Yeah. All right, guys. All right, All right fellas. Later, See guys. Mate.